Three, two, one. What is happening, guys? This is Logan Robinson from Hit the Spear, presented to you by Noel Game Day. Woo! Lordy, lordy, lordy day. It is. Usually I say it's a fantastic, beautiful, gorgeous kind of night here in Tallahassee, but I Not have to today say. Today sucked a fat fucking one. <laughs> the okay. sky is falling. Damn. To keep it, to keep it PG. Well, that, we didn't really start off PG to start off here. <laughs> Um, <laughs> you want to start over? It's a nice preview for what to come, I'm sure. Uh, uh, but hey, we like to keep it real on this show. So, I mean, I don't think people would be too mad about it. But it is our instant reaction to Florida State's major, wild, crazy early signing day. We're going to get all through it all the conversations that have begun regarding Travis Hunter and his flip, historic flip from Florida State to Jackson State. Absolutely craziness. Florida State also struggled in some departments there. Tyree West going to Tennessee. Where that? What's going on there? Um, you lose more to more. Armella, what's going on? What's happening? Still hasn't made a signing there where Florida State thought they were in a good position. Before we get into everything, let me introduce our co-hosts, Austin Beasy, our lead basketball writer up there, getting ready for a basketball game tonight, surprisingly. And then down below, Nate Greer, lead recruiting insider. Got a few things to say about Travis Hunter, I think, tonight. And then D. Lou, Dustin Lewis, our lead writer and editor. Gentlemen, what an insane day. I've been up since 530, and I'm kind of getting to the delirious point here, but that's why I grabbed a beer. Always include a beer to help yourself if you're going delirious, in my opinion. <sighs> yeah, that's what we're doing. Let me crack this thing open. I've never I gotta seen get it, I gotta get it in the mic. I gotta get the the crack in the mic so the people on the podcast can hear it. Slurp slurp was a little much. Slurp was a little much. That's a little scary. A little scary to say the least. It's just ASMR. Just a little bit. Gentlemen, let's start off with number one. We gotta get to it. Absolutely crazy storyline here with Travis Hunter deciding to flip and go to Jackson State to join Deion Sanders. We had not heard much of anything about this. We knew that he had visited Jackson State and Deion Sanders. What, after the Miami game, there had been a visit there in Mississippi. But this was really almost like a Florida State, uh, Florida State, Georgia kind of situation where, you know, there there was some contemplation of where Georgia was trying to make some big-time moves, definitely in that NIL department. But man, oh man, Deion Sanders sneaks in. I think he shocks not only Florida State's fan base, but the Florida State staff and the Moore Center. What a freaking day in Tallahassee. It didn't even seem real. Like, we, we, we get the rumors. that You see the tweets that, oh, yeah, he's, he's possibly considering Jackson State. And everyone's like, what? Like, it's, it's the morning of. Everyone had just talked about Georgia. That's all you'd heard. Because if it's anybody's Georgia, if it's not Florida State, that's Jackson State. And then Pete Thamel tweets it out, and everyone's like, oh, this is actually happening. And I still yeah. can't believe it. When, even when he unzipped his jacket on the stream, I was like, this, this can't be happening. That's crazy. Well, we were all watching it together. I mean, we were all together this morning, you know, collaborating and uh, breaking all the news and stuff as we went. 
and the Travis Hunter stuff started trickling. And like you said, Austin, it was unbelievable. And we pulled up the stream and we're like, you know, there's, there's no way, like just some BS and yeah, you know, it, it turned out to be real. And I mean, it's just shocking. It's been, it's been like eight and a half hours just about since Travis Hunter did it. And I don't think anyone can still wrap their head around it at this time. You know, for him to be committed for, it would have been two years in February. And I, I don't think anyone was really that worried going into signing day. I think we all knew Georgia had been pushing for that flip for a while. But Travis Hunter always said and did the right things publicly, I thought, and and seemed like he was strong in his commitment to Florida State. Even after that state championship game on on Saturday, he reaffirmed that commitment once again, said he'd be signing on the 15th. And we get into the day, and we saw history, just not the history that Florida State wanted to see. It, it figures that Florida State would be at the opposite end of a big-time kid going to a HBCU, you know. First, let's get that out of the way because I know there's been a lot of debate on social media about that, but, you know, that's great. But the bottom line is that it came down to mo- this came down to money, bro. Like, if you don't think that this was um, a money grab, I'm sorry. You're an idiot. Um <laughs> You know, I, I, I've been following recruiting now for getting rid of 20 years, and this is the most shocking thing I've ever seen, um, both for Florida State and recruiting in general. You know, people have had crazy recruitments, but you never really envision a guy passing up. You know, not even because it happened to Florida State, whether it was Georgia, Bama. You don't envision a kid like Travis Hunter pushing it all aside for – an FCS traditionally piss poor program playing for one of the biggest pieces of shit coaches person in the world in Deion Sanders. Um, I, 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 I just don't, I, I, I speechless. I, I'll be honest with you. Like I still haven't put together my thoughts about how everything unfolded. Um, I don't appreciate the fact that as a fan, that he strung FSU along as long as he did, um, you know, should have done the right thing and said, Hey, you know, this is what's going on. Or, or at least give the coaches a heads up. You know, I, I just think that's the right thing to do. Um, you know, I, I'm, I'm not going to renege on me thinking that this is the best high school play I've ever seen. Um, I just think that it, it is uh Question with vision. So it, it it's either going to pay major dividends for him, you know, in the long run. Yeah, it's going to pay dividends for him with the cash flow that he's going to be able to uh, to receive. <clears throat> but at the same time, man, like I want to know how this is going to work because you're an idiot if you think Deion Sanders is the reason why Jacksonville Jackson State had a good season. He's, he's, he's an idiot. I'm sorry. Deion Sanders is just a, a schmuck. I mean, I mean, and, did, did you really want Hunter saying it earlier? Cause I mean, we've talked how many times how he was the glue holding the recruiting class together. I, I don't care. If he says it two weeks ago, like do all these guys decommit? Like at least he did on signing day after 
a lot of the big pieces that are signed. Mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think it really matters because <laughs> you look at a guy like Brew McCoy um, last cycle. I mean, these kids can up and enter the portal. They don't have to. It doesn't matter now, you know, whether they sign now or whether it would have been two weeks ago. I, I, I don't think that the repercussions of Chavez Hunter are over with. Um, I, I think that it would have given FSU an opportunity to pursue other people. You know, they were depending on him. And I, I just don't like the way it went down. Yeah. For, for, for me personally. Let's uh let's go into the timeline of everything. Because early this morning, we heard that Travis Hunter was intending to go forward and sign with Florida State. And I'd say probably about a half hour, 45 minutes after that was when all of the rumors with Jacksonville State um, started to populate the news feed. And from there we heard that Hunter told the Florida state staff shortly before his decision that he was going to go to Jackson state. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, apparently Jackson state and Travis Hunter had never come up in the same conversation when speaking to Florida state about his recruitment. I mean, they were completely blindsided by it and they had no idea this was coming and going into recruiting as well. The, the fellow commitments that Travis Hunter, he's recruited a lot of them to, join him in Tallahassee, none of them were aware of the decision. And as far as I know, none of them have been contacted since mm-hmm. by Travis Hunter. Uh, and, silence and, on his and, and let's keep it real, real too. You know, if he does announce it two weeks ago, there's only one guy who more than likely decommits and that's Sam McCall. So, I mean, I, I, I think that just the way it was handled was kind of grimy. And um, for anyone that thinks that Deion Sanders should be a coach at FSU is no. Yeah, that's, nah. that's the thing that was making me laugh today. People are mad that we have a everyone calls him D five Mike, Group of Five Mike. Deion literally was coaching high school before he was at Jackson State, and you wanted mm-hmm. like, and that's what you prefer. It, it's laughable, and just the whole decision. It's not an FSU thing. It, it's kid got paid. Good, good yeah. for him. Good for the family. Kid got paid. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what um, I was commenting earlier. I want Georgia, Georgia could an outbid, Bama could an outbid. Yep. Like, it's not an FSU thing. I want to know the logistics behind how Deion Sanders can coach, but also be a part of Barstool. It's it's a conflict of interest to me. I don't care. It's not sour grapes. I'm not I'm not being a bitch about it. I just don't like the person as a human being. Um, and it, I think that's what makes me mad is that it's Deion Sanders that <laughs> we're, he's going to go play for him. I would, I would much rather him go to Georgia. You know, he, he he's a kid I want to see in the big stage, man. Like, I'm still going to watch him play because he's just a fun well, guy. Well, Jackson to watch. State's going to be on TV every week now. Oh, for sure. That's great. <laughs> I hope they lose every game. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I saw a lot of the hate towards Mike Norvell today, and I think there's some things that definitely his fault, this coaching. Sorry, no, I'm, no, it, no it, it's not. It's not Mike Norvell's fault. I'm. Let me it's comment the state on this of Florida. real quick. And that's why yeah. they jumped on that NIL stuff already because they they know that um, Florida State, Florida, Miami are going to lag behind significantly very quickly if they don't fix that shit. Sorry. I was just going to comment. You know, I think a lot of people were tweeting. Fire Mike Norvell at a damn Twitter space with 10,000 people in it going off about it. 
Oh, some and, of the people watching the show were definitely in that Twitter space. Oh, that, yeah. That I know a lot of y'all were in there. A lot of y'all were in there, too. <laughs> I was in there. No, I'm just uh, Dustin was in there, too, as a main promoter. Um, but this isn't, I mean, when a kid is offered millions, potentially, of dollars, what, what, what can Florida State, what can Mike Norvell combat with that? Let, let's be honest here. I know I, there's some things that Florida State and Mike Norvell is going to have to uh, uh, get with his coaching staff on, on some big-time misses, some big-time whiffs. We'll talk about more and more. Tyree West, there's definitely some changes. That Mike Norvell, that goes on Mike Norvell, and it goes down to the coaching staff. Mm-hmm. But you're gonna you want you want Mike Norvell gone because the kid was offered millions of dollars. Stop, stop it. You're you're blaming the wrong person for that. I mean, that's I think the way that it was handled, like Nate said, was completely wrong. And I think it was disrespectful to Florida State staff, the relationship that this staff had built with Travis Hunter. Mm-hmm. I think it was disrespectful because from what we heard, they Norvell they woke up and they were they were in shock about what was happening. They had to get in contact with Travis Hunter. That was disrespectful. I think that that's the problem. We're not we're not hating on the kid for the opportunity here. We're not. That's not. And I see the comments here nonstop on Twitter and the YouTube feed right now. There's no disrespect on him and the decision there. That's a great opportunity for him and his family. Don't like the way he handled it, man. But the handle situation is disrespectful. Let's be let's be completely honest here. I hate that we can't nowadays just be real. But on this show, we're going to say that was disrespectful. And I mean, my dad, if I was in that situation. And I just completely just silenced everything and blew my relationship with the team and a coach that gave me everything and did multiple times to get me to Tallahassee, give me a hotel, all this kind of stuff. And you just kind of blow that relationship. Don't even talk about them and say deuces by and also say goodbye to your brothers in the 2022 class. I, I mean, my dad would get rid of me. I mean, it's just. I, don't know. I, I think that, you know, I was talking to. Uh, a coach of a, a, a high-profile 2023K, 20 we were just talking about like that situation <clears throat> and, and kind of what he just said. You know, what you just said, Logan, was kind of his response is like, you know, my, my, my player will never be that disrespectful. You know, it, it, great if he has that kind of opportunity, but the way he handled it, was, he, he could have handled it better. Um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I just think that it was uh, very shitty for him to handle it that way. And to, to me, it all goes back to when the NIL stuff first started. Because I yep. think a lot of us agreed that the NCAA rushed into it. And the fact that they left it on a state-by-state basis is going to screw over some teams. And mm-hmm. screw up Florida State here because Mississippi's NIL laws are much different than pretty much the rest of the countries. The fact that they can get not one but two companies to go in on an NIL deal for multi-million dollars to get a kid to campus before he even gets there is is crazy. And it's something that NCAA is going to have to regulate. I've seen a couple of people talk about it. Mm-hmm. And I talked about it on Twitter. It's not something that you can let go lawless for no, and it's got, it's got Someone's got to get regulated with it. You got schools like Texas already straight up saying we're paying every offense 11 50K. Like, it's pay for play. It, it's it's everything that was done behind the scenes brought to the the forefront now. Let's not kid ourselves. You know, every school pays. Um, every school cheats. But th- this is giving it a, a foundation for, for the big money schools to have a marked advantage. To, to do it through BS funds like Barstool and that kind of stuff. 
Yeah. Uh, I mean, you even look sorry, at Tennessee. Breaking, breaking oh. real quick. Um, Julian Armella is planning on having an announcement at 945 this evening. 945 is when Florida State so, offensive line target legacy recruit will be making an announcement at 945. I'll put it here on the screen, but if you guys want to go and start talking about it, I'll bring it up here on the screen. Oh. What is happening even, here? <laughs> what is happening here? Just, I don't even you know, know what to think about Dustin, this. Your ass ain't going to bed yet. We ain't going to bed yet. There ain't yeah. no God, man. This <laughs> we knew it couldn't. The day just couldn't end just like this, where we have a couple hours. We can make dinner, have a nice bath, a shower. Can watch Florida State basketball. You know. Um, you know, this could be just the, the icing on the cake. Like good icing or bad icing? Bad icing. Mm. No, nah, but I, I mean, <clears throat> my instant thought is that, you know, Coach Norvell kind of insinuated that they weren't done. Um, you know, maybe there's been some con- con- conversations throughout the day. I don't know, you know. I kind of want to text someone. You know, start texting while we're talking. Text them, yeah. You know, something's gonna, something's going down. It's gonna be interesting. You know, I would love it for for him to be that he's signing with FSU and you know, end the day with some positivity because, you know, we're 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 gonna talk about it. You know, this class hit some knees, but it also has some glaring holes. Yeah, this is another one. with Julian Armella where, you know, you, you really had to think Florida state was trending into the day. Obviously mm-hmm. he's a legacy recruit. He took an official visit to campus this past weekend. The, the last time the prospects were able to visit colleges before the early signing period opened. So everyone expected him to sign with Florida state or at least make a decision earlier this morning or afternoon. Instead reports came out that he was pushing his decision back um, until February and like Nate said, and Logan, as you brought up the tweet, now he's going to decide tonight at 945. So that means some coaches from a school or multiple schools have, have been in his ear. And, you know, he's feeling comfortable enough to make a decision now, which is a complete turnaround from 12 hours. But, hey, as we saw in recruiting with Travis Hunter, things change at, at the toss of a hat. I like what you did there. I don't really like it, but I know what you did there. And uh, yeah, I'm not going to comment any more on that. But Julian Armella here says on an Instagram post from nine minutes ago, saying huge announcement in full caps coming at 9.45 p.m. tonight. Y'all get ready. Hashtag shock the world. Once again, it's the shock the world. Florida State fans are going to be. That shock the world hasn't done good for Florida State today. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely the bad taste in FSU's mouth. The flashbacks of just a few hours ago. Julian Armella, 945. We definitely won't be live during that when it's happening, but hopefully it's just whatever it? deal they had whatever deal they had lined up for Travis. Hopefully they just said here, Armella. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it can't be Jackson State, right? Who knows with the money they're throwing around right now? Who knows? I know, right? Alabama. um, Sorry to interrupt you real quick, Logan, but 
I will say once the uh, letters of intent came in earlier from Daughtry Richardson, Kanaya Charlton, Jalen Early, and um, Kashawn Sapp, Atkins put out a tweet with a picture of the four of a picture of the four of them and himself on Twitter and said more to come. So more offensive linemen to come. Who who would that be? Who tweeted that? Coach Atkins. Mm, interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. And really, this is one we feel like is probably coming down to what would you say, Nate? Florida State and Alabama. You think there's any chance Miami got back into it? Nate's I think he's somebody. on the phone. I think he's working the yeah. working the phones right now. Well, but... Either way, I would say the four hats on the table, yeah. and then who no, knows? I would say, I, I would say, Florida State, Alabama, Florida, Miami. No, sorry, Florida State, Alabama, Florida, LSU, Miami. So Miami's completely out of a crystal ball. All the kind of smoke with him getting into the finding momentum, maybe with Armella. Mm-mm. Got that last for them. Uh, I, I think even if he doesn't, you know, d- does it or doesn't sign, I think it would come down to Florida, Florida State, LSU. Well, he's got to be signing, right? Got, got to be. I mean, the, the picture Absolutely. of the hats there has got to be a sign. That's what I was thinking earlier. Could this just be? Oh, by the way, I'm pushing back my recruitment all the way to February. Oh wait, that's the picture he tweeted right there. Yeah, this is the Instagram post. Let's say, isn't that the old one, though? Like, yeah, he, that was like the one from That's the one yeah, he, he, he's he put reusing out. It. Yeah, I think he just reused it. Oh, yeah, okay. he's just reusing that image. I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Only thing that makes sense is a commitment at this point because he's already he already said before that he was going to push things back, so there would be no point to bring that up again. Wow. Well, the day is not over yet, Florida State fans. I think people are like, ah, oh, let me eat dinner and get out of here and end this day and go to bed. But you ain't going to bed anytime soon. <clears throat> We've got a late one here with Julian Armella announcing that he has an announcement, big-time announcement that's going to hashtag shock the world at 945. So do we know if that's Eastern time or? Yeah, it's Eastern time. Okay. I always got to double check these things. I googled it. (laughs) Not very. I'm not really good with my time zone, so. But definitely, if it's Fort Lauderdale, we're in the Eastern Time Zone. I will definitely tell you that, Lou. But yeah, we'll keep an eye on that. Let's jump into some more things. If anything else comes up, the chat actually let us know about that. They tipped me off on that, so I didn't think it was real at first. I thought someone was trolling, but I had to look into it real quick. But yeah, we'll see where Julian Armella decides to pick. Let's move on to. I mean. You know, we, we talked about a little bit of Travis Hunter, but what a, what a day there with him, I think, too. You know, we talked about it. Sam McCall, he's the first one to turn in his LOI, but it seemed like a couple of the guys like A.J. Duffy putting out tweets, Omar Graham, uh, Chris Parson, who's in that 2023 class. A lot of guys that were that were committed to Florida State or signed with Florida State were in shock about what happened uh, this past uh, last couple of hours with Hunter. Well, I mean, what, what else can you say? I mean, they're – they're kind of just like all of us. They, they were in the dark. Yeah. I mean, even the Florida State coaching staff, they were in the dark going into the situation. I, I don't think any of them had any idea. Like I mentioned earlier in the show, I talked to to multiple commitments, and they told me that 
Hunter didn't let them know before the announcement and he had not spoken to them or in the group chat after the announcement. So as of now, he's went silent on those guys. I'll, I'll be interested to see if he does reach out, you know, once the buzz kind of dies down a little bit, because obviously, I mean, it's, it's crazy out there. You think the Armella thing of hashtag shock the world was a shot at Travis Hunter today? I hope so. Picks Florida State. That'd be interesting. Finish to the night. Number one player in the country, though. Like, I mean, fans, fans would eat Marmelo's it up. Got that alpha. He's got that alpha kind of. Fans would eat it up, but it's not even hard kind to take of. shot at a. I mean, me, me, and Nate team. need it because last week on the show we predicted Julian Armella to Florida State. So after some of the misses today, it would probably help our percentages out a little bit. What do you think, Nate? I need it because I, I need it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like the rest of Florida State fans. They're like, I just really Fuck. need it, please. I just need it, man. Some positivity, man. Like, I mean, yeah. I'm, no, I'm ready you're to not the only one. The rest of the class, man. Yep. Let's jump into a few more. We'll 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 have let's a we'll have a conversation. We'll have more conversations of Hunter. Uh, let's jump into quarterback AJ Duffy sticks with Florida State. There he signs. Dancing afterwards, pretty happy, and Florida State gets a quarterback in that 2022 class. A much better quarterback than he is a dancer, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> hey, he's having fun. Yeah, no, nah, but uh, no, nah, I, I think he. Some people were <clears throat> some people were knocking him. Um, you know, his time at IMG. Uh, I, I think he fits the system very well. Um, you know, with him and and. You know, Parsons, you know, those two in the future, I think, you know, Florida State's quarterback position is in, in really good hands. I think Duffy is a good quarterback. He anticipates very well, can make the throws. I, I just think he fits what Norvell likes to do at quarterback. So, you know, great take. They, they, you know, even with Dillingham departing to Oregon, you know, they're able to keep him in, in the class. So, you know, you got to tip your cap to Norvell for that. Yeah, he didn't have a standout senior season, but he stayed locked in before to stayed all the way, put some really good tape uh, or put some really good film on tape early in his career. Obviously, he didn't play during his junior season because of COVID. So I'm, I'm really looking forward to see how he does at Florida State. He was um, hampered late at IMG with that, that finger injury, and he's finally back throwing, getting ready for – the All-American game in a couple weeks. So we'll see if he participates in that and just excited to see how he develops. But I am interested in Florida State's quarterback dynamic. I know we've talked about it a ton, only going into 2022 with three scholarship quarterbacks, Jordan Travis, Duffy, and Tate Rodemaker. So it's going to be interesting to, to see how they navigate that balance, not having an experienced backup quarterback and possibly needing to look at the portal, but having a lot of young guys that could be miffed by bringing in a portal option. I mean – who knows? This game is crazy right now, and the transfer portal is changing it just as much as NIL. I think. Now, Florida State's in a position where they, you know, you have to do the right thing by your players, but you also got to protect the the team and bringing in another quarterback is going to have to be addressed at some point. Let's talk about wide receiver, which has been a big time topic with Florida State. What wide receiver? The, the donk yeah, is in losing. the junkyard. That thing's been scrapped. It's that room looks blocks. empty. Last time I looked, the donk. It's, it's time to move on, just, man. Yeah, you, 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 know. you can't let this keep going. You you lose Mortimer to Louisville. 
Kevin Coleman pushes his commitment back. No bodies. And his contract's up, what, January 1st? Mm-hmm. You just can't let it continue. Nope. We, we, we talked about how much of a need playmakers, playmakers at wide receiver are all season. Just get guys that can get open, get some speed. You got to take somebody. You can't go, you can't go over. That, that's, there's no excuse for that. No, and like we talked about, I think last week, you know, I think things are going to change with uh, Destin Hill. You know, I think we'll see what happens with that. What do you mean by changed? We'll see. He didn't make it into the class today. We had all those rumors uh, yesterday on Twitter with him on the page and everything. No, I mean, I, 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 their game plan is going to change in, in terms of what they do in the portal and everything. Because I mean, they need that kid more than anything. Um, uh, I, I, I've been a big fan of Mortimer because of what he can do in the special teams. Um, you know, he just listened to Louisville and Louisville clearly negative recruited Florida State. Um, yep. And, and that's what happens. But to go over from the high school level. Um, and, and you have to really sit here and think that the way things are trending, that Coleman's not going to end up signing with Florida State. Um, to go over from the high school level, I think is it, it's a major red flag, and, and that has to be fixed, whether it's a coaching change or or whatnot. But you know, clearly something's amiss where, where, where they can't connect and get the the need addressed, and you, you can't do it by the portal every year. It's not going to work. You need to get some, you know, some three, four year players. So, yeah, yeah on a bright note, you got Keyshawn ugly, ugly cycle, ugly you're, cycle for Florida State. You're at a real risk of not signing, like you said, Nate, not signing a high school wide receiver in this class. And three years ago, four years ago, however you want to count the math back, 2019 class. Florida State didn't sign a single skill player. So no wide receivers in that class either. So now two out of the last four years, you're not bringing in a, a scholarship high school wide receiver. I mean, that's just causing that that shows and the depth issues, the development issues that we've seen under Ron Dugans. And I believe he was also the wide receivers coach in 2019, if I'm not mistaken. But mm-hmm. We were feeling good yeah. about Kevin Coleman last week. We were feeling good about Devon Mortimer sticking. And mm-hmm. I think we've talked about it a couple times on podcasts. This coaching staff has failed to close in a couple areas. And this is a big one where they couldn't afford the losses. I mean, Mortimer was a guy that could have potentially came in and impacted the room day one. Coleman was a guy we thought would come in and probably start. And now you lose Mortimer to Louisville. Like you said, Nate, negative recruiting. Um, it, it looked like they talked about Florida State's passing game, which the reason Florida State's passing game, I think a lot of fans would say, is, is not as good as it could be, is due to the wide receivers. Mm-hmm. So I didn't quite understand those comments. But Louisville uh, clearly he, he, did a good job, and they've come on strong mm-hmm. last couple of weeks. Like, more, like Mortimer uh, mentioned in his interview, he said about the last month or so he had been trending away from Florida State. Man, you, you look at the, you know what's left out there. There's not a lot of quality wide receivers left. So, and this is going to have to be something that's done through the portal this year, and they're going to have to really attack. And you know, getting a guy like 
Jalen Brown on really quick. You know, they're going to have to, uh, the next is going to have to be a four or five wide receiver class. <laughs> and that's going to have I, to be. I think part of it is a lot of wide receivers saw our offense this year be so run reliant mm -hmm. that the quarterback's not being used in the passing game. And yeah, Jordan Travis saved this in a lot of games. Like, I'm not denying that, but these wide receivers want the ball. And they're seeing an offense that isn't getting the wide receivers the ball. I think that matters to them. Yeah. My only myth with it is Mortimer said that it was the last month or so that he had started trending away from Florida State. Mm -hmm. And when you look at the stats, I mean, the Miami game, the Boston College game, the last month of the season, that was when Jordan Travis was putting together his best performances throwing the ball in his entire career. Correct. So. It, 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 it was just uh, an excuse, man, you know. I mean, you saw it down the stretch. I, I don't think anyone can argue. Jordan Travis started to become a more capable passer. And I mean, it's possible sure. if he stays on this development track, he could be even better in 2022. So it's it's hard to write him off after the last four or five starts that he had in 2021. I, I don't think he was the, the problem with the passing offense at all. We saw the receivers struggle all season, no matter who was back there at quarterback. Go go go! Get me the the coach from Pitt, man. His go get me. You know that room needs a refresh. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about a positive here and move into some good stuff. Florida State was able to land a really talented defensive back. Man, kind of just fell on into their lap there. Florida State had done a really good job communication wise with him, but Azaria Thomas commits to Florida State from down south there in Florida. This is a big time, nice grab there to add to that defensive back room to join Sam McCall was thinking maybe he'd be joining Travis Hunter. Not going to be the case, but Thomas comes in from Niceville has played plays against some good competition there. Nate, what do you think about this, this pickup here? Is this kind of a steal for Florida state? I think some people may be overlooking him. This is, this is a good, really solid grab for the Seminoles and Adam Fuller there on defense. Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of surprised you're going to start him at corner. Um, I mean, not mm, yeah, that was in, interesting. in a negative way, um, yeah. but you know, the kids, Super lengthy, got really long arms. You know, he he understands like the, the fundamentals of, of coverage. Um, I, I like him at safety just because you know he he's got really good you know skill with the ball. Uh, you know, I, I could even I would like to see him on offense too. Um, but you know, he, he, like we talked about, you know, I think Dustin and I both kind of addressed it. You know, this was the long game um, that Florida State played. You know, they stayed in, in contact with, with Thomas throughout the process. And, you know, it, it, it was a help that, you know, Florida and LSU and Oklahoma and all those other schools had coaching changes and, and Florida State was uh, the one constant, um, you know, throughout. And it, it, it was really a, a mad dash over the last month that Florida State was able to get him on campus for an official um you know, build that bond, do it in home, and they locked it in. You know, he's a really good player. He's probably the best player in the panhandle, you know, this year. Really good player from 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 a school that produces good football players. So, you know, I really like to take. I think that, you know, him and McCall, good tandem in the backfield, you know, in, in the secondary. You know, Florida State needs to address that position um, with guys that are leaving and just 
just the roster itself. You know, we saw a lot of young kids emerge late in the season. So, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised if he comes in and is competing right away. So, really good player, man. I, I really like, really like his length and, and how he plays the ball. Um, I'm excited that, you know, FSU was able to, you know, battle on that recruitment and, and get him to sign. Yeah, this is one where I think the coaching changes around college football really paid off in Florida State's favor and allowed them to get back into Thomas's recruitment because it seemed like he was trending elsewhere until everything started happening <clears throat> around the country. But like mm-hmm. you said, Nate, Florida State has always been battling us in this one. They've stayed in contact with him. They've continued to develop that relationship. And when his other options began to, I guess, quote-unquote, fall apart, their coaching staffs at least, that was when Florida State was really able to get back into the picture and having him on campus this past weekend for that last official visit um, obviously sealed the deal going into signing day. Yeah, and I wanted to mention too, uh, Carol in here who always comes in here listens to us weekly commented on his speech before uh, making his signing, which I thought was great. He got really um, deep into his speech and then talked about his mom uh, and said that he was going to be you know, representing the family very well and representing uh, as a son for her. And I really emotional um, speech there that I know was overlooked with all the dramaticness going on. But if you guys haven't yet, I would definitely go make sure you check that out. Really, really passionate speech there from a guy that's going to be coming to Florida state and and really talented too. I I just hope people aren't overlooking him on that. Does it look like I need some coffee? Yes. I have already had Celsius. Always shout out to them. I've ran through, half the fridge it feels like today god knows if i'll actually go to sleep thanks julian armella will be up for a little bit longer than expected but uh yes i do need do need some coffee and i need some dinner but we still got a lot to chat about let's move over to the big hoss name of marvin jones jr and get this out of the way just get it out of the way you know i think we're coming into today florida state and us we weren't expecting them to land uh the big time target that's been on top of florida state's board since almost the beginning of last year Things don't go well for the Seminoles and the defense, and they're not able to grab Marvin Jones Jr. He ends up picking Georgia. It seems like Kirby Smart was able to get into his ear really late there in the recruitment, and maybe some NIL advertising there worked out for him in their favor. But Marvin Jones Jr., legacy recruit. Dad was in attendance, too. It was pretty interesting to see his reaction whenever that signing and commitment was made. But, yeah, thoughts on Marvin Jones Jr. heading to Georgia big time. Kind of missed there for FSU potential there. Yeah, what a recruitment, man. I mean, it really felt like throughout the last year he could have landed at four or five different schools. I I think Ohio State, there was talk about that in the spring. And then you get into the fall, it seemed like Oklahoma was starting to take a lead before the coaching changes. Then it was Florida State and Alabama, who it seemed like were jockeying for his signature going into signing day. And we were hearing good things about both of those teams. And then finally, Georgia gets the last official visit and seemingly blew it out of the water to get Marvin Jones Jr. to Athens, which you look at what that defense is doing this year, it kind of makes a lot of sense. Um, that one was a gut punch, man. You know, you, you, you could tell, you know, where his dad wanted him, you know, came down to, mm. you know. He looked disappointed. I think mom won out. Um, you know, th- th- this is a kid that Florida State had to land for both the, the need 
at defensive end and, and also just for the perception. Um, you know, Forty Eight leaning, <clears throat> landing Marvin today with everything that would have happened, I think would have you know eased in people's minds um, as much as possible when you lose the number one player in the country. But you know they they miss man, they whiffed. Um, you know, you, you look at the the DM position. You know, they had Nigel Kelly committed. Um, and he reportedly recommitted after the Notre Dame game. Couldn't hold on to that one. I know Miami, you know, threw a lot of stuff at him with the NIL stuff, but, you know, he decided to stay home. Um, you know, you had Travian Williams committed for a while. You know, he, he stays home and signs in Mississippi State. So, you know, at, at one point they had two really good quality DNs committed, but they just couldn't finish. They couldn't finish this recruitment. Um, you know, a, a guy like uh, you know Eddie Kelly, who signed with, with U, U, USF. There was some, you know, talk about him at some point in the early fall. So you know, leads them to to go with Dante Anderson, who there's still com, com, some confusion there. They didn't announce him or talk about him uh, today at, at, at the. You know, at the little press conference. So is he coming around as a walk-on or what's going on there? So um interested to see what happens with that. Um, you know, he, he's a little bit of an undersized DN, you know, not, a, not an immediate contributor that this team needs. So, you know, the DN spot was a whiff. Um, defensive tackle, you know, Tyree West was listed as a DN, but I kind of see him or saw him as a Dennis Briggs type, you know, a smaller body really quick slasher inside, but <clears throat> that, that was, I, I need to hear the backstory with, with how that happened. You know, Tennessee just came out of nowhere with that one, but you know, I, I thought overall it was a down gear for D tackles. Um, you know, there was a handful of really top flight guys and, and then there's just not a lot of depth. So I think that did a good job addressing with, with lions and with, um, with Bishop. So I, I, I mean, with the car- cards that were dealt at at D tackle and just how really bad the class is, you know, they had two guys who at worst would be, you know, death pieces and, and, and the two guys that can help FSU. Uh, I, I think Bishop Thomas is a kid who I know he didn't play this year, but he, he, he's got some juice, man. Yeah. And one thing I think uh, maybe – Florida State and the coaching staff need to do a little bit better is the the timeline of these official visits. Because you look at a lot of the guys today, the the team that got the last official visit um, won out. We saw it happen with mm-hmm. Thomas for Florida State, Marvin Jones Jr. Um, Tyree West for Georgia, Tyree West for Tennessee. Hopefully, it happens with Armella. Yeah, I'm a, hopefully Kamari <laughs> Wilson for I'm UF. Sorry. I'm sorry, Dustin, but. When you don't land a need, it's a whiff. When you don't land your first three, four options, that's a whiff. I'm sorry, it's a whiff. And why are you apologizing to me? No, nah, mm-hmm. sorry for for. Oh, okay. Know, I was like, you know, <laughs> like sorry for <laughs> not for cutting you off, but. But are you really sorry that Nate have cut him off? Yeah, no, not really, but. Um, <laughs> you know, same thing with linebacker. It's a whiff. Yeah, Omar Omar Graham is a 
damn good linebacker, had a phenomenal senior season. You know, he, but he, he's one guy. They needed three or four in, in, in this class, especially with the sheer amount of attrition they've had. Um, granted, some of those guys are contributors, but you need bodies. You only have six guys going into spring. So, you know, Omar Graham is going to play next year. But it's a whiff. They don't land anyone else. It's a whiff. I'm sorry. It's a whiff. Wiffle ball. Wide receiver, DN, linebacker. Those have to be the three focuses in the portal, clearly, because, you know, predominantly, majority of this class is, is signed now, you know, with the early signing day done and wrapped up. So you got to, you know, hit the eval tape and, you know, see what emerges a- a- after their senior year and see, you know, see what's out there. Because um, you got to bring some high school talent in. I, I just don't. I like the portal, but I don't. I don't like living off it. Um, but it's it, it's 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 not it's not good, man. You know, Florida State's got a top twenty class, but missed on some needs. They missed on some major needs, and mm-hmm. it's so therefore it's it's not a balanced class. Mm-hmm. What about Omar Graham? We kind of commented on him a little bit, but just about his. I think it's definitely a really really big time gem that Florida state's adding to that linebacker room. That's sadly all they're bringing with them is Omar Graham jr. He's just mm-hmm. a solo dolo coming in, but just Nate, I know you're high on him and he's really finished out the season really well. Omar Graham to both you and Dustin, you know what he can bring to the table because that was a big time just, signing for FSU. Just watch him versus American heritage. When he chases down Brendan Ines. That's all you need to watch, man. You know, five star wide receiver. This kid is, he looks a lot looser, a lot faster. He looks like he's bulked up, gets after the quarterback. Um, yeah, his instincts are there. You know, he, he comes with, with, with definite desire to, to blow your ass up. You know, he's a linebacker and, and I, I, I'm a big fan of South Florida linebackers. It's yeah, he was. They just ball. He was they a little. Did well in college. Yeah, he was a little under recruited early on, but <laughs> then I mean he started to blow up, and I mean Omar Graham, he had an outstanding <laughs> senior season. Not just rushing the passer, but like you said, Nate, laying out guys, getting into the backfield, <laughs> making tackles for loss. Really good prospect, and you look at him; he's a three star right now. You put him in any other state, he's a. High four star. I feel yeah, like, he, you know he's a he's a Florida three star, but he's another state four star. He's definitely uh, you know underrated for sure. Um, when when that final rating comes out, he deserves a bump. This guy had what over twenty sacks this year, over one hundred twenty tackles. You know he had a monster senior season. You know mm-hmm. so his upper trajectory has been where you want it coming into uh, coming into college. So. And, and, and you know he he turned down a lot of other interests, man. You know he turned down visits, turned down in homes. You know he stayed true to his commitment. So mm-hmm. it's a real seminal. Did we already comment earlier on Tyree West? I know his name has been yeah. brought up a few times. I mean, for the most part, what's to say? <clears throat> is this Odell Odell's last ride? I think we all know it is. Are we sure about that? 
I mean, the it's right it's ends it's when he wants it to, but we're, toward, is, we're towards the end of it, I, I think. <laughs> we're, we're, we're on a yearly deal, man. This is Florida State. They do shock us sometimes. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's jump into some more things here related to Florida State and early signing day. Uh, maybe we could – I'm trying to think of really – Florida State's offensive class. I mean, what's about Ronnie Hill? Yeah, Ronnie Hill, athlete, mainly running back there. But Norvell talked about him today in his presser saying that he's kind of like a Toa Philly where he can navigate and really loose – loose kind of player. I think he fits that Antonio Gibson kind of mold. Can play wide out, can play can play uh, running back. So, you know, it's just another tool in the shed. I do think they need more of a traditional running back though. Yeah. Whether it's whether it's through the portal or whether they dress it through a high school kid. I agree. There definitely needs to be more attrition there. Yeah, going to be interesting to see how they operate, you know, with Deshaun Corbin moving on to the NFL, similar to the quarterback position. There, there's a lot of talent, but there's also a lot of youth in that running back room. Mm-hmm. So how would those guys, how would those guys, how would those guys feel if you brought in someone, you know, maybe more talented or more experienced at least to take some of the reps in the meantime? And sorry for my words. I've been up for it's the beer hours. It's the shit. beer. That's the beer. I only had a half a beer. I'm doing, I'm doing good. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was going to say here to the comment uh, from Gregory saying someone started go- GoFundMe for FSU versus JSU. Shoot, Jacksonville State or uh, Jackson State's already got the money. I can't. Supposedly, they already got the money. I don't think you need to start a GoFundMe. They got the money. I can't wait for NCAA to come back out. I'm, I, I'm beating, I'm playing them on freshmen. I'm 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 winning, I'm winning three hundred nothing, man. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. Oh man, uh, let's talk about the offensive line class, and then we'll get to Ken, Kenny Dillingham and then Alex Atkins, and we'll jump. We'll be we'll wrap things up. But this offensive line class that Florida State is bringing in, there's some talented guys. Florida State did a really good job in this department. Uh, we'll give them an applause for this. But you've got some good talent here. You've got Jalen Early. Uh, from Duncanville, Texas, coming. You got Quishon Sapp, who has been in the weight room. That guy looks really great and in good shape. Big time bell cow for that 2022 class. You, along with that, you're bringing in Daughtry Richardson, along with Kanaya Charlton. Some big guys, a few guys, maybe some projects, but there's some potential there for some of these guys, like early Sapp to play early for Florida State. No pun intended, but these guys, there, there's some talent, some big boys, some physical guys. We've talked about it all throughout the offseason, Nate and and Delu and Vizi, we've we've talked about how physical these guys are. We've watched the tape. We've brought mm-hmm. it up multiple times when they've committed Florida State, Coach Atkins and Norvell wants some very violent guys on that line. And you know, the worrisome is maybe Ontavius Woody and the academic problem there. You know, mm-hmm. that's a guy that's a hybrid, could play offensive line, could play defensive line, but the factor of him being so physical is what probably attracts Florida oh. State. But other than that, let's talk about that offensive line class coming in. Uh, Woody's probably the best of the bunch right now, but the real question is if he's going to qualify. So you have to kind of put him aside for right now. Um, you know, I, I think early is a classic right tackle. Could play very early. You know, early. You know, again, no pun. But early could play early. Yeah, that's what you're saying. Yeah, yeah nice. great frame. You know, great frame. Um, 
I think he can also play play guard. And that you know, one thing with this offensive line class, there's a lot of versatility. You know, Sack can play tackle or force, but he's a guard. But you know, I know he's taking some some snaps at center. Kanai you know, Charlton, I really like his film. He's just a big kid, man. You know, he carries he carries that weight really well. You know, he's just a big barrel chested kid, man. He's a big kid and. He's really fun to watch in the, in the run game, so I really, really like him. Um, quality, quality. You know, Dr. Richardson is an is a athlete right now. He's probably gonna he's gonna need to hit the weight room, but he's a, a guy in one or two years that can can help you at either either tackle spot. So, you know, they they address some needs, and you know, with the possibility of maybe Armella doing something here. In about an hour and a half or so, you know that could you know put the cherry on top for 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 this offensive line class, which would be a, a home run in my opinion. Yeah, and you've you've got a solid core to the class with the four guys that signed. We'll see how things shake out with um, mm-hmm. Ontavius Woody leading up to the traditional signing day in February. Um, see if he is qualified. And if Florida State even continues to recruit him, I mean, who knows exactly what's going to go on at mm-hmm. that front at this point in time. Hopefully, in about an hour and a half, you have a legacy offensive lineman in the fold to get five guys and I think really round out what's a great offensive line class from Alex Atkins. You know, you missed out on some of the higher-ranked guys you wanted, like Elijah Pritchett. Mm-hmm. You lost Aluba to, to that flip to Georgia. Early in the, earlier in the recruiting cycle. But all things considered, I think this is a really great offensive line class um, coming in for Florida State and something that they really needed with, I think, right now you only have eight or nine scholarship offensive linemen total on the entire roster. So mm-hmm. it's huge to get a full five guys in and then hopefully at least two transfers from the portal as well because that room needs some bodies. Yeah, you got Bless, you got Bless Harris who um... – is is already locked in, you know. The I don't know if he threes. signed today. No, he, he did it. He, um, you have uh, you know, top three for Miles Frazier, who, you know, that guy's just blown up since he entered the portal. And, and, and then you're looking at either the Wisconsin or, or Virginia center. So you know they're definitely gonna hit that, address that need, mm-hmm. um, for for the immediate you know contributor. And, you add last year's class and this year's class, you know, there's a lot of positive movement to to what Atkins and Forsyth's done with the offense with the old line. So you know, that's the area where they, they, they hit their need and did a really great job. But it's arguably the only need they've really fulfilled this cycle. I mean, you go and get four guys that mm-hmm. you guys are all pretty high on. I think that's huge. And it's something Florida State's needed since God knows, two thousand nine. Like Florida State's been really suffering on the offensive line. It's not something that needs to be overstated, but they hit it hard and they, they got some quality guys. And like you guys have said, hopefully they get a couple more quality guys in the transfer portal that can play right away. Let mm-hmm. these guys develop behind them. And I, I know you wanted to move on, but we got to talk about Sam McCall. You know, five star, five star kid, one of the best athletes in, in the country. You know, can play corner, can play wide receiver, can play safety. Um, you know, just that traditional Florida football player, man. You know, can play any position, and he's gonna play it well. Um, he can also play play special teams. 
Um, really like him a, a, as a safety in college. Um, I, I know that, you know, he was planning on playing with, with, with Hunter. You know, that didn't work out. But you know, Sam McCall, in my opinion, is a day one rotational playing, you know, game one versus Duquesne. He, he's that good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're bringing they're bringing some some talent there on the offensive line. Let's talk yeah, about. Yeah, I, I like Violet and Versatile. I mean, those are good football terms. Yeah, you know? V and V. Yeah, it, it, it's better than um, student of the game or champion <laughs> of life. <laughs> you know, <laughs> put me to sleep. Please stop it. Cringe. Um, or, let's jump or, into the or, news or. One of the other outlets, favorite one, he flashes on film. He flashes. He flashed. A lot of flash. A lot of flash. Didn't I say that? Didn't I say that earlier in the show? He showed some uh, flashes yeah. on tape. Uh, he flashes. Oh, oh no. Oh. He flashes. Is there some news that Dustin needs to share with us? <laughs> Do you have an announcement coming tonight at like 10? Keep everybody up. Yeah, join my Twitter space. <laughs> Fire him up. Fire him up. Uh, let's see here. Let's jump into Kenny Dillingham going to Oregon. Might have seen this coming a little bit here. Does this really affect people are wondering if this really affected recruiting this much, maybe one, maybe two guys, but no, I don't think it affected too much there, but yeah, Kenny Dillingham off to Oregon to join Dan Lanning, former Georgia defensive coordinator. What do you guys think about that and how it affects Florida state moving forward? I don't think any fans were too upset. Um, which yeah, no, you, you could take a multitude of ways. He he wasn't the most elite recruiter, but he was a good recruiter. He wasn't the most elite real quick, coordinator. Real quick. But well, we got we go. real quick. Sorry, um, there's some uh, smoke with Florida right now with Armello, so buckle up. Here we go. <laughs> buckle up. I'm gonna crack over another beer. <laughs> I might need one, honestly. Two beers. Good lord. Jesus. Um. Anyways, but back to Dilly. Hmm. I, I don't think anyone's too upset about it. And I, someone was trashing the the promotion of Atkins. I think we all really like Atkins. Yeah, he he was he was an offensive coordinator at Charlotte. He's arguably the best recruiter on staff right now. Everybody loves his energy, and it's not like he's going to be the main play caller. That's still going to be handled by Norvell. So I, I don't think it's anything to be too beat up about. I, I think honestly, it kind of helps with recruiting. And who you get to replace Dillingham is going to be huge. Just as like a like as a coaching person, I'm not obviously not offense coordinator position, Phil, because we already did that. Yeah, I think it was a, a really tough um, decision for Kenny Dillingham. Uh, you look at his coaching career; seven out of the last eight years, he's worked under Mike Norvell at, at three different schools: Arizona State, Memphis, and Florida State. The only time he wasn't with Norvell was that gap year in, in 2019 when he was the offensive coordinator at Auburn. So, you know, he spent his young career learning and really just gaining that experience under Norvell. This is his first chance to go and develop an offense completely that that's completely his own. You know, you look at Dan Lanning, he's a defensive minded guy. He's going to hand over the reins of that offense to Kenny Dillingham and let him run it how he likes. So, Kenny Dillingham has been running Mike Norvell's offense. Now he gets to do his own sort of thing up there in Oregon. But I think this decision came down to more than money. I really think it came down to to family. You know, Kenny Dillingham, he's got a lot of 
relationships out on the west coast he's from arizona most of his family lives out on lives out on the west coast so going to oregon uh really gives him a chance to get him and his wife back closer to home and i i think that was a big part of the decision as well at least from what i've heard yeah no I think, no, I, I, I think that the, the chance to call Carlos on offense is why he's chosen to leave. But, you know, good luck. That's all I have to say about that. Best of luck to him. And then also let's jump into Coach Atkins expected to be taking over that offensive coordinator role we kind of just mentioned and hit on it. But what could this do for well, Florida Coach State? A- well, Coach Atkins is – played a role in some of this play calling we've seen this year that involves uh, Jordan Travis. So he's an experienced play caller. Um, you know, you, you, the simple fact is you lose him if you don't promote him off- offensive coordinator. Um, he's done it before. It's not new to him. Um, Coach Atkins is, is, is the true asset on the offensive staff. So, you know, it, it, it's a, it's a re- reward for him for, the work that he's put in the last few years. Yeah, it's definitely an intriguing situation because normally, at least when you look at most college teams, their quarterback coach is also the offensive coordinator. And in this case, mm-hmm. you've got an offensive line coach um, as your offensive coordinator. So it's just something you don't really see a whole lot. And I'm I'm interested by that dynamic now as Florida State moves into a search for a new quarterback's coach. You know, is think, there a chance they could bring on someone as a co-offensive coordinator or is a quarterback's coach going to come in and want to work and be okay working I independently? I think they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna put Tony Tokars up, up on the staff, man. You know, he's yeah, up make a promotion. Guy. I think they're going to give him probably the quarterback spot. So I think it makes sense. There's been, been some whispers that he could go with Dillingham possibly mm-hmm. as tight end coach, I think. Yep. So, you know, he he's another young up and coming coach that Norvell's, you know, identified. I think that he slides into that quarterback coach role. Mm-hmm. Officially, La- mm-hmm. there's a lot. Allegedly, to- allegedly there's always allegedly <laughs> things are uh, allegedly happening uh, left and right. Uh, I will say. Right now, I've heard from a source, just got a text, that Florida State does indeed have a graphic set for Julian Armella if he does intend on picking Florida State. So on their side of things, they are uh, are prepared for a Julian Armella signing. I also got a text that... They were prepared for a Travis Hunter signing, too, earlier, though, abso- weren't they? They absolutely were. So, um, But I got told, too, from that source saying they're not... They're wondering what the announcement could be because... He's ex- supposedly expected to announce at the All-American game. That's what I'm getting a text from from a source from inside Florida State's program and their side of things. So this is just going to continue. This is Wednesday. This has been a complete shit show. This is how it's going to continue all the way throughout the rest of the night. But Julian Armella expected to make a announcement at 9.45 p.m. Eastern time, Austin, I'm losing it. I'm getting really, You've really, been losing really it. close. I'm getting, well, I, I lose it either way, but I'm in a really bad spot. I don't know what's happening. But someone um, get a haircut? 
I think someone's getting a haircut on Nate's stream. It's all good. We we muted it. We're good. Um, but yeah, Florida State side on their side of things. Just like you had noted though, Dustin, Florida State had a graphic and everything set for an announcement there for Travis Hunter to sign and had a graphic video really set in place. And now they're set for Julian Armella, but it seems like they're kind of shocked that there's an announcement coming. I don't know what's going on here. I don't, I'm trying to get this figured does out. Anyone, we, does anyone sign? Does it is not a good sign. Does anyone know what's going on? It's going to be a top three or something stupid like that. <laughs> Just the way, it, this, day, gonna, just the way this, this day is gone. I mean, I'd rather it be a top three than a commitment to Florida. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, I'd rather, rather, rather have that. Oh, yeah, you wouldn't want to go to probably the rival with Florida. I think well, any Florida State fans would be leaning too fond of that. History, it might not be good news. Well, just as I do that, I just promoted hit the like button if you're enjoying the live stream. <laughs> Appreciate everybody coming in and listening. Over 300 people on YouTube. Appreciate you like Julian Armello to Florida. Click that like button. If you don't want it to happen, click the like click button. that like button. I think that's the best way to market it right there. No, no. <laughs> if, if, if you want me to take over the the text channel, hit the like. Yeah, button. I know a lot of y'all in here are on our texting thing, but we can't let Nate have that yet. Uh, we can't I don't know. You, you put it in the Discord, or, or Nate put in the Discord. Get, give me Wu Tang if you want it. He got what was it, a hundred something? Yeah, I got over a hundred. So I think it needs it's like to everyone in the Discord. Wow. Uh, now I've got to get to three hundred. Three hundred? Yeah. Uh, I, I think you got to stop being a chicken shit. <sighs> I'm nervous. I'm nervous. I'm watching out for our PR team at SI. We'll have a meeting with them on Monday morning. <laughs> F Travis Deion Sanders, you could you imagine? Could you imagine what could happen? Oh God! Uh, any last thoughts before we hop off off of here? We'll have we're about an hour away from Julian Armella's supposed announcement. Any last thoughts on that and how the day has gone? Because I don't think it's been really anything. It's been pretty boring today. Well, I, 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 as my name says, today sucked. Um. That's Could it, it end on a good note? Hopefully, you know. But no, I I think that you know there were some some miscalculations on where they stood on some of these guys. Got to get some got to get some some recruiters that can finish and and, and you know seal the deal for you. Uh, hit, they hit some needs at at O line. You know, I really like Brian Courtney as an athlete at 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 tight end. You know, I I, I like Joel Powers to be. Kind of that Jordan, Jordan Wilson kind of guy, and the big body blocker um, can also you know catch. So you know, there's a couple of pieces that are going to help the offense, and you know, I just I don't know, man. Like I'm done. I'm done with today. You know, Travis Hunter was a little bit of a of a. Mind screw, you know that hits you hard, man. That isn't it crazy? The streak that you had saying Travis Hunter is the best player, really practically ever made, coming out of high school, and he is. Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to renege on that. Yeah, uh, he he is. You know, the best high school player I've ever seen. But it's just a shame that we won't get to watch him in in in, in Doak. 
get to watch him play in front of 4,000 people versus Delta State. Delta State. Uh, the chat. The, go ahead, Dilu. The chat is feeling optimistic. They're trying to build some good vibes that Armella is going to help everybody sleep tonight. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. Uh, today, I would say that it went worse than you probably could have expected, and then it went a little worse than that because I, I don't think anyone saw – I mean, no one saw the Travis Hunter thing coming around the country. People might have said, oh, he's going to flip, he's going to flip. No one saw him walking up there and signing with Jackson State. I'm sorry. No one saw it. It's still crazy right now. And I said it at the beginning of the podcast. It was crazy. It's still crazy. It's fucking insane. But anyway, <laughs> and losing out on West, you didn't really have a shot at, at a guy like Kamari Wilson. Earl Little Jr., you possibly could have gotten the fold, depending on if Bama filled up, but they had a spot for him. The one that hurts the most outside of Travis Hunter, Nate, you said it earlier, it's, Mar it's mm -hmm. Marvin Jones Jr., because that has been, I think it hurts top, as much. It's been your top uncommitted target for probably about a year at this point, and they've done everything they possibly could to get into this recruitment. And it seemed like he wanted to go elsewhere pretty much the whole time. He didn't want to follow in those legacy footsteps. He wanted to go carve his own path, and now he's going to go try and do that at Georgia. We'll see if it works out, but it's a huge sting to a Florida State team that's losing Jermaine Johnson and Keir Thomas. You only have you have two defensive end commits right now, depending on how things shake out with Dante Anderson, who you mentioned earlier, and he wasn't mentioned um, during the press conference by the coaching staff after whenever they held that media availability earlier today. So you're you're at a really tough spot at defensive end. You're mm -hmm. you're going to need to land Jared Verse and. Maybe someone else out that transfer portal because it's it's rough. Yeah, and, and real quick, I think that you know John Jinger is just as big of a loss as Hunter, but I think people had prepared themselves for for that to happen. You know, just the shock and awe of Hunter makes it what it, what what it is. But you know, damn it, <laughs> the 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 one saving grace for me is that FSU basketball is five and four. All right, here we go. <laughs> um, that means that you know things are realigning slowly. See, everyone slowly. says that, and then you lose every recruit you wanted. So, I mean, there's um, a perfect are, are balance. Everything's really aligning. It's I just balanced. think this is. As, I think this is as low as athletics can I, get as a. As no, a I think I think tonight we'll we'll finish you the realignment when they lose Lipscomb. Here's, oh my here's god! Here's the thing. Here's, here's the thing. Right. I, I was in is... Rock Hill for the South Carolina game. I was depressed for oh, the rest of the day. That I mean, just being in that play that 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 you so, looked pretty rough. It was, it was like a and what y'all, Jimmy Dry, Jimmy Johns. There ain't nothing better was, than Jimmy Johns. Drier than two thousand total people. They fed us dry Jimmy Johns with no condiments. I'm and they're sitting there eating sand on the way home, essentially. <laughs> and. Then today happens, and now we play Lipscomb tonight. If Florida State loses to Lipscomb tonight in basketball, I will not have a Twitter account tomorrow morning. And <laughs> I'll just I'll be taking a break. You have to leave yourself. You have to. Leave. I, I'm I'm calling you if it happens. I'm gonna call. No, you. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> not gonna answer. I'm doing that, Mr. Uh, <laughs> Eric, always appreciate you dropping the money in here. I just want to shout out him before we jump into like a little quick, really preview before FSU basketball starts playing at nine. I. Eric says, here's my NIL money. 
to the Noel Game Day crew, hardworking. Go Noles. I'm done until April with Noles football talk, guys. No, Eric, you'll be back here next week. I know you will be. You can't say that. You can't do that, but appreciate it. still the transfer you, portal. There, there, there will still be plenty of options for these guys to get talent. There's mm-hmm. some optimism. There, not there's not that great today. It'll be fine, hopefully, by, by the end of February. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, quick thing on uh, Florida State basketball before we jump out of here. They're playing oh, Lipscomb. Uh, can I say one minutes. more thing? Uh, is it going to be scary? Could it be no, HR? It, no, it's informational. Threatening? Okay. It's informational. So okay. uh, you know, the, the the plan was for you know Coleman to sign to sign somewhere today and announce, you know, and, and announce his decision. Mm-hmm. Just so anyone who was wondering. You know, I was told he did not sign anything today, so he's still opening on the market full on. Who, who's open on market? Like Kevin Coleman. Kevin Coleman. Oh, okay, okay. Oh, so, interesting. So, so, so the plan of the plan of interesting. Signing, the plan of signing and then announcing did not happen today. Don't give me hope, Nate. I speak for the chat. So Kevin Coleman has not signed. Okay. Say sure. something. Okay, anyways, you're saying. Say something. I am getting up on you. <laughs> what is that? <laughs> oh, oh my gosh. Got attacked. I didn't, ah. I didn't have my tab on the stream yard, and I just heard, like, huffing and puffing. I'm like, what? What? Do I need to take someone off the video? What's happening? Uh, Julian, Ar- thing, Julian Armella just tweeted the same thing he put on instagram he said his announcement is going to be on ig live for those wondering those wondering ig live for armella go get uh, some clicks logan all right we'll let's get ready for, that. for you guys for, for yep. lose tonight. let's go that's the preview it's not gonna it's not gonna the happen. realignment is, is happening they're, um, they're missing their best players back no nothing is back Nothing is bad. If, if Florida State loses to Lipscomb, they are essentially they're now Nebraska. That that's what happens. As as an athletics department, they're now Nebraska. Ooh, man! Not geez. even Tennessee. Nebraska. At you least Tennessee, Tennessee has, going right to Nebraska. Yeah, you you, you skip to Tennessee, where at least Tennessee has hope every so often. No, you just go straight to Nebraska. What about UConn? Because UConn has good women's sports. Well. I don't think we're quite that bad football wise yeah. yet. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> settle down, Austin. Settle down. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. We got Coach Atkins eyeball tweet. Uh oh. Uh oh. Okay. Logan was going to say something easy, about easy. basketball. You're going to have to do it quick. You're going to have to do it you quick. You were going to say it. something it's... about basketball. We got to go, man. I, I, we got to go. I'm... We, we got things happening. We got things happening, Coach Atkins. Do you want a 30 Uh-oh. second preview on Lipscomb? They've got this re- really good, weird white guy that can shoot the three and has uh, 16 points per game. Uh, he was their backup until their starter got hurt. Uh, they make threes at a high rate, 37%. They get to the free throw line as good as anybody. They're top five in free throw rate. And they give up a lot of offensive rebounds. There you go. There's your preview. Oh, snap. That was beautiful, VZ. Let's get back to Julian Armella and Coach Atkins' tweet here. Did you see all the eyeball uh, tweets yesterday? That... I know. We can't. We can't <laughs> trust All them. those eyeball tweets. How how that go officially Because they're not seeing anything. Uh, we, 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 An we eyeball tweet happened. is admitting defeat, in my opinion. No, admitting defeat is the eyeball between the, the, the wheat emoji that's well, emitting defeat. Well, weren't, weren't both of Kenyatta Watson's and Ryan Bartos 
emoji tweets, those were three pairs of eyes. This one is just one pair of eyes from Coach Atkins. Coach Are we going to decipher how many times he clicked the eye button on his phone? We, I think we have to. This is it, all to, code. To, to me, I, it's the same thing as how many Ys you put it into hey. I, I, I think that we're looking for any possibility of any good news. Optimism. Yeah, so like – Nah, hopefully it's, it's 2020 eyeballs and not Helen Keller eyeballs. That's all I'm hoping for. All right. We got to roll. We got to get prepared. About an hour from now, Julian Armella will be making his commitment signing. We don't know. There's a lot of things from the inside that Florida State isn't really know what's about to happen, really, which is interesting to say. But this is us signing off from Florida State's early signing day. Travis Hunter shocks the world. Shops Travis, shops I miss you, man. It's been, it's gotta, been a great ride. Sounds so sad. Still never came on the podcast. Uh, yeah. On the podcast, so. One Play day a we'll sad song like... right here. Play a sad song right here. Remember this. I'll I'll time. insert like a really sad the Titanic song probably. Like the yeah. song from Fast and Furious at the end. No, put, where they like put, drive put away the, from each other. Song, no, put the song in from the Humane Society commercials. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> Everywhere in the press. Uh, Deion Sanders, uh, I, I think you're a scumbag and I wish nothing but the worst for you. And, okay, I want to address this real quick. I saw someone saying, like, when you were talking about this earlier, Nate's like, yeah, clearly Nate's butthurt. Nate has hated Deion Sanders. It, it, For a long time. The, yeah, this is not podcast, something new. But we talked about this like two months ago. He cannot stand Deion Sanders. This is nothing yeah. new. Deion just... Sanders refused to take a picture with Nate Greer, and he's been incensed ever since. <laughs> <laughs> no, <laughs> well, no, no, don't let, don't round no, up. No, Dustin. don't get me started, bro. No, 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 we <laughs> got to get out of here. We got to go. We'll save it for next week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, hit the like button. We will be giving you guys live coverage of Julian Armella signing here in about an hour. The fun is only beginning. Let's have a good night. Hopefully, Florida State fans will go to sleep with a smile on their face, or at least half smile. Everybody, thanks for listening. This is Here the Spirit, presented to you by NoGameDate.com. We'll see you guys next Thursday evening at 8.30. Hope everybody has a good rest of y'all's week and weekend. Happy holidays to Super Bowl, y'all. Yeah, bye. Adios. Mama told me not to say a word. Seventeen, five, same color t-shirt.